The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one 877 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address is exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.xzoneradio.com and www.xzonetv.com. My guest this hour is Philip Cook, and we're going to be talking about his new book entitled Abused Men, The Hidden Side of Domestic Violence. Mr. Philip Cook is a noted journalist who has received awards for his reporting from the Associated Press and the Professional Journalism Society, amongst others. His work objectively examines and explains relevant research results, the feelings and problems of interviewed victims, and provider and media response to the issue. He has examined scores of national and international domestic violence and family programs and evaluated their, uh, their potential for helpful replication. His presentations on the subject of male abuse victims have received high praise from a diverse spectrum of society, such as Dear Abby, leading domestic ex- uh, violence experts, attorneys, physicians, law enforcement, and numerous mental health professionals. He has served as a founding board member of Stop Abuse for Everyone, an organization dedica- dedicated to helping victims of domestic violence, regardless of gender or sexual orientation. Mr. Cook has appeared on numerous national radio and television shows, such as MSNBC, Fox 
TV's The Cryer Report, The O'Reilly Factor, Montel Williams, The Home and Family Show, and many others. He is the author of the pioneering book, Abused Men, The Hidden Side of Domestic Violence. His articles on domestic violence have been published in several publications, including the Journal of Human Behavior in the Social Environment and the book Family Interventions in Domestic Violence, a handbook of gender-inclusive theory and treatment. And Pat and Philip Cook, welcome to the Exxon. Thanks for joining us tonight, Philip. Well, thank you very much. Male uh, male abuse, uh, abused men, the hidden side of domestic violence. Are there any statistics when it comes to how many men are actually being abused? Well, yes, there certainly are. Of course, it depends on the survey, how many people are being surveyed and so on. Uh, wouldn't be a great interest to you to you know go into all the details of all the surveys. Most of them, the majority of them, uh, which number well over 200 now. These are you know uh, surveys done uh, the representative sample of the population uh, show that uh, abuse is a 50/50 proposition when it comes to intimate partner violence. 50-50. There is uh, one exception to that uh, in terms of a major national survey, and that is the National Violence Against Women survey, which found that uh, 36% of the victims are male. Philip, please stand by. You and I have to take our uh, commercial break for this uh, segment. www.abusedmen.com. Exonation, if you'd like to give us a call and ask our very special guest any questions. 1-877-528-8255 is the toll-free number throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Philip Cook is my guest this hour. His new book is Abused Men, The Hidden Side of Domestic Violence. And once again, his website is www.abusedmen.com. Philip and I will return on the other side of this two-minute break as the Exxon continues live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave. From our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. special guest he is the author of abused men the hidden side of domestic violence and you know you know philip when you think of domestic violence you think of women being abused but we've done a number of shows on on domestic violence on women and i receive email from men saying rob you've got to do a show on abused men because we're out there why is the topic of abused men so hushed-hushed? Well, I suppose it depends on who is doing the hushing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, 
It's certainly, since my book was first published, and I'm about to do an update on it some 10 years later now, should be out later this year, uh, I'm not changing a whole bunch, just you know, adding some new information. Uh, you know, it's not that men won't tell, no one asks. And I don't know of any abused women who shot it from the rooftops, do you? Of course not. It's a well, private you... matter. It's uh, you know, it's a difficult family situation, a lot of reasons, and so on. But women have uh, the public acknowledgement that it occurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have shelters and crisis lines to go to to seek help, um, and uh, you know there's someone who cares enough to ask. You go into the doctor's office. There's a little card there, uh, you know, with a list of helping lines and so on for women. Uh, they don't even have to be asked. There's a card they can pick up. The equivalent doesn't exist for men. Why not? If you know, if it's not that men won't tell. But they're not asked. Why not? Why aren't those cards and stuff exist? You mean? Why, yeah, why aren't men getting the same acknowledgement that men might have a problem just like women do? Well, I guess it's because, uh, plain and simple, sexual discrimination, isn't it? Well, that's what it seems like. Well, of course it is. It's pretty obvious. What man is going to call the women's crisis line? Now, the women's crisis line may have a policy... Uh, that says they, uh, you know, help men who might call. Mm-hmm. But there's a big sign out says out front that says, "Well, you're not welcome." I don't see any difference between a whites-only club. Uh, do you? I don't. I mean, discrimination. Uh, it, looks, discrimination um, is discrimination. The same, yeah, it? exactly, exactly. But is is it something in in our society that looks at a man and says, "Come on, how can you be abused by a woman?" Well, yeah, but there aren't any rules. I don't know of any rule book. Uh, let me give you two quick examples. Okay. Uh, and these are two good examples because everybody knows this couple, these two couples. Everybody in the world knows them. They even know something about the house they lived in. Now, the incidents happen to be 150 years apart, but it's instructive. Uh, Abe was a very tall man, mm-hmm. well over six foot, kind of thin, but in pretty good shape from his young days as a man splitting wood. Mary Todd, short, plump. Uh, she used to beat him regularly, hit him, strike at him with her fist, kick him, uh, denigrate just about everything he did, and sometimes she'd even throw firewood. Now, if one of those pieces of firewood would have hit him in the right place, John Wilkes Booth would not be a famous name today. Now, that's consistent battering. We call uh, battering, you know, in, in the classic sense, you know, uh, continuous abuse, denigration over a long period of time. And that's one form of battering. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the other type, which we call, uh, you know, uh, incidental, okay, you know, the one-time kind of thing. So the story there is Bill and Hillary. Well, Bill had an affair with an intern. It eventually became public, and when it became public, Hillary uh, threw a lamp at him and struck him hard enough to leave a red mark on his face. Now, one would think that is a one-time incident. Nonetheless, it's also spousal abuse and intimate partner violence. There are two types of the big spectrum there, isn't there? Yes. And uh, that's what we need to realize about domestic violence against men or women. One size does not fit all. 
Now we hear... And merely because men generally are bigger physically doesn't mean they can't be abused. There are men who are going to bed tonight all across Canada, the United States, and across the world who are hiding the knives before they go to bed. Now, women make up for that size and weight differential by using weapons twice as often and so on. The old stereotype of a wife with a frying pan or a rolling pin, you know, is true, in other words. Uh, the real picture of domestic violence is this. Half the time, it's mutual combat. A quarter of the time, only the man is violent. A quarter of the time, only the woman is violent. We're not treating domestic violence in total as it really is. Mutual combat is ignored, and certainly abuse against men is ignored. If we want to come to grips with the issue, we need to look at what the research actually does show, recognize there are different, there's a range of actions that takes place. Our interventions need to reflect that range of actions. Now, what are some of the signs that a man is in an abusive situation? The exact same signs as when a woman is. Unexplained injuries, uh, depression, withdrawing from friends and family, and that's a common one. Um, you know, because uh, controlling behavior is often a part of abuse, but it's not always. So uh, that's certainly one typical sign. In other words, uh, you know, uh, withdrawing from friends and family is 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 the most outside that people outside the family can see uh, when that is present uh, that's uh that's a strong indicator it's a red flag what about what about psychological abuse well certainly that's part of it uh, my book concentrates uh you know on the physical side mm-hmm. um primarily because that's a lot easier to measure than the psychological side obviously Yes. But you can't measure it, but it's, you know, there's not as many studies, of course. And obviously, I'm trying to make a point that physical abuse does occur to males by women. Um, so that's the primary concentration. But all the men I interviewed and have interviewed since the book came out, which, oh, number several hundred now, I think, uh, you know, or contacted me or so on, uh, when I've gotten into the depth of their story, all of them say pretty much consistently the same thing women say. That yes, the physical abuse was very damaging and hurtful, mm-hmm. but the emotional abuse was a thing that really stayed with them and hurt more. How does how do the how do the authorities react to men who call up and file reports of of physical abuse? Well, it's been uh, bad and getting slightly better. Uh, in the 10 years since Abused Men, the Hidden Side of Domestic Violence came out, which is really a popularization of the scientific research. Mm-hmm. That was my intent. Uh, there's certainly been a revolution. Uh, I'm rewriting the book now, and when I wrote the one chapter heading, it was called No Movement for Abused Men. Well, now I can say The Movement for Abused Men, <laughs> because there is some. Uh, stop abuse for everyone. Uh, Domestic abuse hotline for men and women, uh, so on and so forth. And the book was written ten years ago. There was one shelter in the entire United States that would serve men. Now there are perhaps a dozen, maybe a little less than that. that but that's a number of crisis lines uh, that have opened up for men have increased as well. Mm-hmm. 
So there has been some, you know, movement in terms of the service provider industry. Not enough, but some. Uh, in terms of the police, uh, it's they're caught in a real funny kind of quandary. Uh, it's difficult to estimate the arrest of domestic violence uh, by gender in the United States. In fact, it can't be done. The New York Times tried to do it, and I did a survey too. Okay, the breakdown by gender doesn't exist. Okay, in terms of the data. Uh, so we can't tell you. Hmm. But we did a spot check, and my best guess estimate is that the arrest rates for women now average about 25% among all domestic violence perpetrators in the United States. So that doesn't match what the surveys show in terms of the amount, but uh, that's certainly a big increase from the 10% of 10 years ago. Why do, men, why do men stay in abusive relationships? Well, the same reason women do. One, uh, the first thing you ask a man or a woman caught in this situation is uh, the obvious question, which is, why don't you leave? Mm-hmm. The very first thing that will come out of their mouth is, but I still love him uh-huh. or her. That's number one. Number two, children. They want to stay together for the sake of the children. Right. Uh, many men, of course, now they may not know much about the legal sphere, they may not know much about abused men, what happens to them, and so on and so forth, but they've heard from their buddies one thing, and this they're convinced of. Uh, you can talk to them wherever you might meet men, that their chances of getting custody or even good visitation against a controlling, abusive, vindictive spouse is not too good. And yeah. so uh, the very fact that Men uh, may lose all contact with their children forever. It's a pretty good inhibitor against leaving even a violent and controlling and abusive relationship. Uh, so that's that's a big one. Economics, uh, as it is for uh, women, is certainly uh, part of it. Uh, you know, there's uh, an economic cost to uh, divorce and separation that's pretty severe. Um, so that's a consideration. To your knowledge, uh, Philip, have you spoken to any men who have actually been successful in prosecuting abusive wives? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, 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 you know, uh, I'll give you an example. Of one Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? I've got to take my news break. When we come back, please give me an example. I've got a, I've got a couple of emails here from listeners who are asking me, is the justice system pro-men, or are they just looking at men as, okay, you should be able to take care of it. Don't waste the court's time with this. We'll talk more about this on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. In the next hour, Exxon Nation, this cold has gotten the best of me. I will be play, replaying the hour we did last Tuesday night with Alexandra Holzer, the daughter of famed parapsychologist Hans Holzer. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away. We'll be back.
There's a new kind of television station that presents movies without commercial interruption that you can watch without any sort of subscription fee. Find out online at whitesprings.tv. The people who bring you Talkstar Radio have a television network you can watch for free on the Internet, direct from space on your own small dish and receiver, or on a growing number of TV stations and cable systems across America. White Springs TV presents a great mix of movie greats and not-so-greats, as well as more recent family-friendly titles. The movies are commercial-free. Between the movies are cartoons, soundies, previews, classic TV, and two-wheelers. Go to whitesprings.tv. That's www.whitesprings.tv. A service of White Springs Media, a new kind of commercial-free movie channel you can watch for free. Do you sell dietary supplements? If so, you may know that the Food and Drug Administration and the Federal Trade Commission regulate your sales presentations. Violation of the federal rules can lead to stiff penalties. You really must know the law. Fortunately, help is just a phone call away. Law Talk Incorporated has produced a CD series. Four CD interviews with renowned attorney Jonathan W. E. Mord that explain the legal limits on sales presentations. The CD series guides you through FDA and FTC regulation, explaining the law that governs sales presentations, website content, and health claims, as well as global restrictions on supplement sales. This is a must-buy for network marketers and supplement companies alike. To obtain the CD series, call 1-888-RU-FREE-1. 1-888-RU-FREE-1. That's 1-888-783-7331. Call today. Hi, this is Ken Elliott. When I'm floating around the universe, I always try to tune in to Rob McConnell. Hi, hold there. Turn the frog on Sesame Street. When I want to find out what's going on with UFOs or ghosts, I listen to the X-Zone with Rob McConnell. This is Les Corrigan from Target Internet Development. You're listening to Rob McConnell on the X-Zone radio show. This is John Hogue, Prophecy Scholar, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. This portion of the X-Zone is being brought to you by 
Carolyn Bartz. She is the author of Secrets of Cat Attitude Revealed. And you can see her ad on page 41 of the this edition of the X Chronicles newspaper. And for more information, you can send Carolyn an email. Cat Secrets for you at earthlink.net. one 877 is toll free. My name is Rob McConnell and this is the Talkstar Radio Network. My guest this hour is uh, Philip Cook. We're talking about Abused Men, the Hidden Side of Domestic Violence, and his website is www.abusedmen.com. When it comes to the prosecution of of a, of a, of a spouse uh, being charged with uh, domestic violence, are the courts lenient on them, or do they give them the same treatment that they would give a male? Well, the statistics, of course, we don't have. I can tell you this, that in terms of all crime, uh, women serve less time than men do. The more serious the crime, the greater the disparity. Uh, when you get to the top end of the crime, uh, crime that may be committed, women serve an average of three years less than do men for the same type of crime. Uh, that's across all crime. So one would suspect, of course, the same phenomena exist in terms of domestic violence. In terms of police and prosecutors and courts and so on, mm-hmm. uh, we can't judge it with any scientific certainty, in other words, however. We can just go by anecdotal experience. However, with police throughout the nation experiencing, say, at least a 20% arrest rate for women, uh, despite you know, the very gender-biased training they get. Uh, and that's one of the biggest problems. Um, nonetheless, police are, are, you know, are, and courts are, are faced with the reality that confronts them. Um, so there's been some adjustment in the last 10 years. Uh, not an adequate enough adjustment, but there has been uh, some adjustment. Certainly a man who wishes to prosecute or get others, you know, not wishes to prosecute, but get the prosecutors to prosecute, faces uh, a higher threshold uh, without a doubt. And many attorneys have, uh, you know, told me this. So um, in my book there is, you know, specific advice about this uh, for a man facing this problem. Um, and uh, certainly they need to you know, uh, find the right attorney and and uh, get their ducks in a row, uh, so to speak, to a somewhat greater extent uh, than women do. And women, of course, have access to shelter workers and victim advocates and so mm-hmm. on, which, uh, uh, you know, may not be available at all to men. But if men are being abused, just like women are, is, isn't the law being not equal? Well, of course. So what can we do to change it? What needs well, to be done? Well, uh, you know, many things. Uh, here's a shocker for you. Uh, and this is the case uh, in um, 21 states, actually. Uh, there are these things called um, BIPs, Batter Intervention Program. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Our jails are full, uh, obviously. A first-time offender, you know, jail may not be the... Uh, without a felony conviction, which is people get referred to this, uh, may not need a jail sentence. So they go to classes instead, class jail. They plead guilty, get on probation for a year, and go to a 26- to 56-week class. Well, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds like you a know, great uh, sounds plan. okay. Sounds yeah. like a fair idea. Yeah. They don't work. 
the National Institute of Justice has determined these programs have no effect whatsoever in terms of reducing repeat offenses. But every state in the nation, Canada too, has these programs. And they don't work. Not to reduce repeat offenses at all. And the reason they don't work is because they're based on a, a model that doesn't make any sense. It's called a power and control Duluth model, to be exact. Not that anybody cares or would know. But the point is, it's all about male patriarchy being the cause of domestic violence. Well, of course, the real causes are personality, family upbringing, substance abuse, poor anger management, communication skills, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Now, in the 21 states that have adopted guidelines for such programs, the majority of them have things, and here's I'm quoting from one state, um, programs that emphasize the cause of domestic, the primary cause of domestic violence being mental illness, anger, or substance abuse shall not be encouraged. In fact, they're prohibited from being taught. Now, doesn't that make your mouth drop open? What anger, substance abuse, and mental illness cannot be considered causes of domestic violence, according to state law? According to state law. Certainly it's nuts. (laughs) It's it's absurd. It's, It's laughably absurd. It makes yes. no sense at all. Of course it doesn't. And I don't think the general public knows that their state legislatures, and generally the attorney general in each of these states, has passed such regulations. No, male patriarchy is the only cause. Power and control is the only cause. Well, we know that power and control exists okay, as a causative factor in a certain percentage of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. It does. okay, But that's not all. Sometimes it's just Hillary whacking Bill. The bill okay, it isn't Abe and Mary Todd all the time. There's a range, right? Individual circumstances matter. One size does not fit all. And these absurd prohibitions against including even mil- mental illness as a positive as a cause is ridiculous as well. These programs don't even screen and track for substance abuse. We know that alcohol, in particular, is a primary factor. Definitely. Of course. Uh, and yet, you could go through this, these programs, typically, without having been screened or referred to for substance abuse or mental illness. In other words, Ted Bundy, a charming serial killer, would fly right through such programs no problem because, and get this, mental health therapist certification licensed people, right, are not required to run the programs. In well, fact, they're discouraged from running such programs. Uh, all right, so um, I, I know I'm going to regret asking this. So who is running the program? Primarily advocates from the domestic violence coalitions uh, oh, around right. the uh, state and nation. Your state domestic violence coalition, basically, the people who participate in that, are primary advocates, run the training programs, for the so-called counselors who then run the programs. And they're the ones who help the attorney general with some sort of citizens panel set up the guidelines, which prohibit all these, you know, discussions and uh, looking at substance abuse as a cause of domestic violence and, and so on. So it's all male patriarchy, you see. All right, so... And, and society that molds this as opposed to individual circumstances. All right, so let me see if I understand this right. 
according to legislators, mm-hmm. the only cause for domestic male uh, domestic abuse is the man, not alcohol, not mental illness, mm-hmm. not drugs. Right, nor anger. Or anger. And then we have counselors. Mm-hmm. Who aren't licensed. Who aren't licensed. Taking care of the anger management classes, I would right. imagine. And which don't work. Which, which and, don't work. Which, which don't, work. don't, you know, which do nothing, absolutely nothing, no effect whatsoever, according to the National Institute of Justice, in reducing the recidivism of, you know, the recidivism rate of uh, perpetrators. So I would imagine that the repeat offender rate when it comes to domestic violence is rather high. Yeah. You know, well, it depends. You know, in other words, uh, if it's a one-time incident, Mm -hmm. Bill and Hillary, no. You know, and I think Bill and Hillary are the equivalent thereof, you know, need counseling, right? And I don't think Hillary needs to be arrested. Okay, now... If that was in the small White House instead of a big White House, right, and the police came, mm-hmm. she would have had to have been because there would have been a visible mark on his face. And that's the law in the majority of states, mandatory arrest, which is another mistake. Because, you know, I don't think Hillary needs to be arrested. I think you ask most people, and I have, at least in a non-scientific way, you know, person on the street pole, 30, 40 people, right? Right. And they said, no, I don't think she should have been arrested. I agree with that. Yeah. Now, yeah. in other words, they got a lot more common sense than the legislators do. Uh, now, Mary Todd, yes, absolutely. Today, we'd probably qualify her as bipolar with a severe mental disorder. You know, an arrest, very mm-hmm. appropriate there. It was consistent, long-term. Uh, it was battering, no doubt about it. That doesn't matter if it's male or female, female or male. That just happens to be the historical evidence in those who in that particular house happen to be female <laughs> and the only ones, right? Um, so, you know, it, it, uh, it it's just, you know, it's, it's a matter, I suppose, of logic and science versus feelings and assumptions. And we know a lot. I mean, we really know a lot about intimate partner violence, mm-hmm. its causes, its implications, and the nature, extent, and consequences of it. For both genders, we know a lot about uh, family violence in general, and the research is good and substantive and extensive. Hundreds of studies. We need to apply that information to good, sound public policy and some good common sense. All right. After all the research that you have done and all the people that you've spoken to, in your opinion. What should be done when someone has been arrested and charged with domestic violence? What type of post-sentencing help should they get? Well, there's nothing wrong with battery treatment programs, mm-hmm. battery intervention programs, per se. Okay, There are good models that are run by licensed people Okay, in several areas which evaluate people for substance abuse and mental illness using tools, which are easy to do if you're a skilled professional. Okay? That's the first step. I mean, you don't need a, a sociopath. It's not going to be helped by this. You need to find out if they are. Right. Okay? That's number one. 
you got to deal with the substance abuse problem if there is one. That's number two. Okay. And then you look more closely at the individual circumstances, the arrest report, and so on. Okay. And look at what course of action to follow after that point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may mean counseling. That may not mean counseling. That may mean leaving the relationship uh, and encouraging the other person to leave it as soon as possible if it's uh, very severe. Uh, you got to talk to the victim and find out their wishes and not ignore them by saying that they're all so con- under control and domination so much of the party that they can't make a rational decision. I think with some time and distance and help, most victims can make a rational decision. We also need to deal with recidivism of victims, that is, women and men who return time and time again in the same type of relationship, whether it's the same one or a different one, it's the same kind of thing. We need to help them more effectively as well. That's a critical issue. It's not really being addressed very well. Uh, it all depends on the individual circumstances. One size does not fit all. Uh, jail can be a very effective deterrent. It does work. And we know that. Yeah. Uh, but should Hillary be arrested? Nah. For one slap and one lamp, one miss lamp. Don't think so. But yet our law says she should. Uh, what about mutual combat, which is half the time? Half the time it's mutual combat. So what should be done? Well, it's a, there's a long list of recommendations. Uh, one, you've got to reform the battery intervention program. Mm-hmm. Number two, you've got to uh, have good training for law enforcement, not biased advocacy by people who are familiar with the research like myself and many, many others, and the many others are available to Stop Abuse for Everyone uh, website. Lots of people out there, very good. Um, and, you know, have them give some of the training uh, for law enforcement instead of this biased stuff, advocacy-based. Uh, that's two. Uh, three, we should re-examine mandatory rest, for sure. Okay, we need to put, the days are gone, really, when, not gone entirely. I know some small towns where this is not true still, and there's still a problem. I recognize this, and I know it's true, in which uh, a severely battered woman, uh, you know, can't get any action taken against her husband. It happens, it exists, it's, it's real. Nonetheless, times have changed in the last 30 years. Definitely. Now, you and I have to take our our final break for this hour. Please stand by, Philip. Philip Cook is our special guest. He is the author of Abused Men, The the Hidden Side of Domestic Violence, www.abusedmen.com. Philip and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I feel young, I act young, I am young, I'm only 45. So imagine my surprise recently when I was attending my son's high school graduation ceremony and someone asked me which one was my grandchild. Did I look that old? And the answer was in the mirror. My wrinkles were adding years to my looks. I had to do something, but shots of Botox or a facelift was the last thing I wanted to resort to. Then a friend of mine introduced me to Hydroderm. Hydroderm is a proven anti-aging serum that helps reduce the appearance of wrinkles while encouraging a smooth, youthful look and feel to skin. 
Well, it worked. No more grandma face for me. And my husband hasn't looked at me like this in years. Well, call now for a free 14-day trial of Hydroderm, absolutely risk-free. Your free trial of Hydroderm is just a phone call away. Here's the number. 1-800-263-0613. Call now before this risk-free offer expires. 1-800-263-0613. Toll free. 1-800-263-0613. Whether it's the arrival of Planet X in 2012, the Earth's crazy weather cycles, our deadly global warming, Armageddon, UFOs, ETs, terrorism, the critical mass 2008 presidential elections, Dr. Jason Rand talks the talk and walks the walk. Being a twice-nominated Grammy record producer, recording artist, publisher, lecturer, UFO ET researcher and investigator, and best-selling author of The Return of Planet X, Mankind's Ongoing Legacy with a Brown Dwarf Star. Dr. Jason Rand truly does walk the walk and talk the talk. For more information on Dr. Jason Rand or to order The Return of Planet X, visit his website at www.returnofplanet-x.com or call 901-336-9660. And where will you be in the year 2012? our special guest this hour. He's the author of Abused Men, The Hidden Side of Domestic Violence. Uh, Philip, uh, before we went to the break, uh, we, I was asking you what we could do, and uh, you were giving us uh, some ideas. Um, before we go on, I'd like to thank you very much for joining us tonight and for making it possible for men to understand that, you know, men do get abused and there are things that can happen. Uh, what should a man do if he is being abused? thing he has to recognize it Uh, second thing realize he's not alone Uh, third thing sometimes love comes at too high a price and uh, these are exactly the same things that women need to learn in the same situation there is no difference none zip I don't find any difference between men or women in this situation at all abuse is only difference is the amount of help they're receiving and there's the big difference if, and the if, bias and prejudice against them. If we, if if men are listening tonight who uh, who need help, what website can they go to? Well, uh, there is a chapter in my book, Abused Men, uh, mm-hmm. that specifically gives men tips. So that's one. Uh, secondly, um, the Stop Abuse for Everyone, which I'm not going to give you the URL for. It's a little complicated. Okay, just Google it. Stop okay. Abuse for Everyone. Safe for short. 
they have uh, it's not toll free, but they have a hotline, and they have local chapters, and they also have some uh, brochures. That's one. The domestic abuse hotline for men and women. Uh, Dam for short, D A H M W, has a toll free hotline. So there's two organizations uh, that uh, offer you know crisis line help and so on. Uh, secondly, you can call your local crisis line or shelter, your local one, mm-hmm. and uh, see if there is a victim advocate available. Also, your county or uh, province in Canada uh, should have also uh, a victim's advocate uh, program. Now, unless there's been a prosecution, sometimes the victim advocates aren't available, but they can certainly, uh, you know, uh, be used to, to get advice from and so on. I find that the victim advocates at the uh, corrections department and uh, police agencies are uh, much less, uh, you know, tend to be, uh, because they recognize the reality of what confronts them in terms of numbers of women being, being arrested. Uh, in other words, they're a bit more realistic. Philip, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, it was great talking to you, and thank, thank you for sharing the experience. And I hope that we have the pleasure of talking to you again on the I'd other love great to do book. It. Thank uh, you. Anytime. We've got some great other books, and thank you very much for joining us. Philip Cook has been our special guest of this hour. He's the author of Abused Men, The Hidden Side of Domestic Violence. His website is www.abusedmen.com. From a personal point of view, as a former police officer, if you are being abused. There is no justification for it. Dial 911. It's a situation that has to be taken care of. When we come back from the news at the top of the hour, I'll be replaying last uh, Tuesday night's show when I had Alexandra Holzer on with me discussing the paranormal. And I'll be back tomorrow night live, hopefully after I get rid of this cold tonight. Exo Nation, thank you very much for your understanding. Batman, great working with you. And I will see you tomorrow night. Take care of yourselves, Exxon Nation.